Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. And I'm doing this quick little introduction for something to kind of set the stage of what I'm showing you next here. And if you're listening to this on an audio podcast, you might need to go to my YouTube channel. Go to YouTube, do a search for Joe McCall, and you'll find this video. And what I did is this is an excerpt from one of my recent coaching calls earlier today, where I actually did some live marketing for one of my students and showed you how I did it. It's pretty cool. I think you're going to love it. And I think you're going to use it. And I think you're going to do well and you're going to do some deals. And if you do some deals with this, I want you to let me know. All right. So what I basically did is, you know, we like to do a lot of creative financing deals like lease purchases and owner financing and sub twos and all that good stuff. And one of the best ways to find deals is with realtors. And a lot of people ignore realtors. They're afraid of realtors. They don't know. They think that any deal that's on the MLS is going to sell really fast. Well, there's a lot of properties that are on the market right now that have been listed for a long time that you can actually profit from and do some deals with, right? So I just did a demonstration for this. And this, and to put this in a little context, I think maybe I taught this in the video, so I might be repeating myself later on, but I did this for another student. And we basically, and we went into Kentucky and we found I did talk about this, but I'll talk about it again anyway, because <laughs> it was so good. We sent 51 emails to realtors, and these were cheaper properties that needed work and updating. They'd been on the market over 60 days. We sent an email to the realtor saying, hey, I saw your property at address. You know, uh, we're investors, we're landlords. We're just wondering how negotiable your client was and would they consider something in this price range? We got a bunch of no's, but we had one yes. It was a house that was listed for almost 100 grand. It was listed for $99,000. And the email said, would you accept something between 60 to 70,000? Guess what this realtor said? Let me talk to the owner, get back to you. Talk to the owner, the owner came back. And the realtor came back to us and said, yes, they would consider something on the higher end of your price range. So uh, I sent that lead. Uh, to my student in, in Kentucky who and I also connected her with a um, another wholesaler which is awesome right like can you believe that just by sending an email I got the realtor to say yes they would take an offer at a 30% discount off of the list price okay now the tool that we use for sending these emails it's not any kind of secret people have been using it for a long long time i'll talk about it here in the video but i just want to say that get, kind of give a context for what this is so when i'm showing you in this next video is from a coaching call but uh, you're going to get a lot out of it and if you're listening to this on an audio podcast you need to go to my youtube channel do a search for joe mccall you'll find this in there somewhere okay the other thing i wanted to say was if you want our help i work with gavin who's my coaching business partner if you want our help setting up these same kind of systems for you and in here i want to show you some different tools that we use and how we do it you can get a va to do this for you by the way you can get virtual assistants to do this for you every day in multiple cities well if you want our help with getting the va building the systems and doing this marketing we can do that our coaching program is not just coaching it's one-on-one -on -one. it's helping you set up your systems it's getting you vas and if you're interested in that i want to tell you to go to coachjoe.net is one of the places that we have lots of different sites but that's the main one go to coachjoe.net you'll see a page there kind of describes what we're doing and at the bottom is an apply now button. And if you click on that button, tell us a little bit about you. And if you feel like you're a good fit, we will work with you one-on-one uh, -on -one and in a small group. And we have our VAs that can help you set up your systems and we'll actually help you find and hire and train your own VAs to do this marketing stuff for you. Guys, this business is really, really simple. And if you want our help 
getting it set up, just maybe holding your hand. So because some people, I get it, you're concerned with what if the seller says, yes, you're, you're afraid of failure, you're afraid of success. And you just need somebody that can maybe hold your hand and help you and partner with you on some deals. Uh, go to coachjoe.net right now to check that out. All right. Uh, in the meantime, enjoy this video that's coming up here. And I'm going to do another video here in a minute showing you some of the immediate results. It's only been a couple hours and I already got two or three potential deals out of this. And so I'm going to show you and the next video after this is done, some of our preliminary results, which is pretty awesome. All right, guys, enjoy this. Okay, so what I wanna do is um, we're gonna go into Dallas, Fort Worth here. We're going to find some older listings and we're gonna email realtors. And we're gonna say something along the lines of, hey, I saw your listing at such and such. I'm an investor looking to buy more homes in the area. If I could get your client the price that they want, would they be willing to do something creative like seller financing or seller carryback, lease purchase or something like that? Okay. And we'll just see what happens. I'm doing this in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. This is um, somebody here on this call. It was Sid. Let me write that down. Sid. And Sid, can you do me a favor and type a number, if, uh, type in the chat a phone number that I can put in this email for realtors to call you? All right, there it is. Now, Sid, this email is going to come from me. It's not a big deal, but I'm going to uh, say it's from you. So you're, I'm going to put your name on it and I'm going to put that phone number on it as well. Okay. And we'll see where it goes. Now, what I'm going to do here is I'm going to share my screen and just walk you through this. All right, we're going to go to Redfin. All right. I like Redfin because it just has really good MLS data. It's pretty accurate, pretty close to what the MLS, better than Zillow, better than PropStream in a lot of ways. Okay. So let's just go to Dallas, Texas. I know you're in the Fort Worth side, but you'll see why, what I'm doing here. All right. I'm going to remove, come on now. I'm going to remove outline and I'm going to zoom out. We got the whole Dallas-Fort Worth area right there. Now, everybody says the market's white hot, no matter where you are. Everybody thinks their market is harder than anybody else's market. The market is white hot right now. All you need to do is stick a sign in the yard. You get multiple offers above asking price, get sold in a day. This doesn't work in my market. There's no motivated sellers out there. Well, I'm going to try to maybe prove you wrong here. And so what I do is I'm here in Zillow and I'm going to go to more filters and I only want houses and I only want three plus bedrooms. Now, this is a little different. Well, like when I am looking for lease option homes or creative financing homes, I'm doing nicer, higher price. If I'm doing cash only, lower end homes, I'll do maybe two plus bedrooms. But I'm going to do three plus bedrooms here, houses only. I don't want the real expensive homes, but let's just keep it under 500, okay? One of the things sometimes I'll look at is like, what are the FHA limits in Dallas, Fort Worth? And I'm just going to guess it's 400,000, but typically you want to stay below 500,000. Okay, Sid. All right, I'll do that. Sid's saying, hey, I'm a realtor. Make sure you put I'm with EXP on there just so he stays in the good graces with the Texas Real Estate Commission. You're fine. We're approaching this as you're an investor looking for deals, okay? Um, when I'm doing that, I don't tell them that I'm a realtor, that I'm a broker. I always disclose that I'm an agent when it comes time to when I'm getting closer to the deal, but it's just an email. Um, and, and But it's not a big deal. You'll see what I do in here. Okay. Anyway, time on Redfin, I'm going to say more than, well, first of all, let's look at the numbers here. Let's apply filters. There's 8,456 homes that are under $500,000 in the Dallas-Fort Worth area that houses three plus bedrooms, right? That's a lot. But if the market is so hot and all you need to do is stick a sign in the yard, you get multiple offers and they sell in a day, which everybody 
says, why then would there be any homes on the market over 60 days? So you go time on Redfin more than 60 days, click apply filters. There are 2,900 homes right now in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, 2,900. Now I give it maybe, you know, five years ago, that would have been 6,900 homes. I don't know, but like, that's a big number. Now, some of these are new construction and some of them may be really, really cheap. Like we have some here, if I sort this table by price, we have some that are, these are mobile homes that are 40, $48,000. Let's just say above a hundred thousand, less than 500,000. Okay. Then we're going to go here to more filters and I want to remove new construction because sometimes there'll be houses that have been listed here for sale for a long time. They're not even built yet because it's new construction. Let's just say, you know, had to have been built before 2018. I click apply filters, not as many. There's still 552 homes, 552 homes. If you wanted to, you could go in here and draw the area around where you are. Let's just do that because I know you're in Fort Worth. All right. So let's just draw a line here. And there you go. We have 219 properties priced between 100 to 500,000. Let me go back here to filters. Houses only three plus bedrooms on the market over 60 days built before 2018. If the market is so hot, why hasn't, well, that's a mobile home. Maybe some of this is land. Okay. Why isn't this house sold yet? Why isn't this house? Well, that's why. Here's the thing. Even this house, it will sell if the price is right or if there's good terms. Let's do something. Let's just go. I'm trying to find homes here in the medium. Let's do max 400. I'm seeing junkers that I don't want. And let's do 150 to 400. All right. 150 to 400. There's 157 in just that area I circled there. Okay. Why hasn't this sauce sold yet? How about this one? Why isn't that one sold yet? That looks like it's on a bunch of land or else why would it be $400,000? Why isn't this nice house sold yet? Let's do time on Redfin sort of here. This house, this house. I mean, these are nice homes. Why haven't they sold? Because they're overpriced. This one here, they're just asking too much for it, right? Well, what if there is a way we could export these, get the emails of the realtors and send the realtors an email? Let me show you something here. I did this recently. I'll just show you what I did here. I did this last Saturday and I used a tool. I sent these emails out and I used a tool called GMAS. And I'll talk about that in a minute. If you want, if you want to write this down, go to joemccall.com slash GMAS, joemccall.com slash GMAS. And this is a tool that the service that we're going to use. Okay. So what I did is here, I sent out 51 emails and these emails, I'll just show you what one of them looked like here. I said, hey, Tim, this came from me, my business address to the seller's real, the realtor email. I'm a landlord looking for more rental property in the area. I might be interested in making an offer on your listing at address and city. I was wondering how negotiable your client might be on their price. Before sending you a contract and proof of funds, would they consider something in the price range of 69,000 to 80,500? So I did something real similar to what I did here in Dallas, Fort Worth. I got some properties in Redfin, but I was going for the cheaper properties that needed work. Only properties that only... Uh, a landlord would want to buy, right? And what I did is I put them into a spreadsheet here and then I put them into PropStream and I'll show you how to do this in just a second here. And I got the list price right here. And then I did a simple formula where I took the list price on the low end times 60% and on the high end times 70%. And so what I did with this email is I said, the agent, hey, Jeffrey, I'm calling or emailing you about your house on 841 South 23rd Street in Louisville. I saw that you had it listed. I'm a landlord looking to buy more property. Would your client consider something in the range of like 39,000 to 45,500? Okay. And I got a lot of no's. I sent 51 emails. got a lot of no's, but guess what? Of those 51 emails, I got one that responded back and said, yes, maybe let me talk to the seller. All right. It was listed for $99,000. I can't show you the details right now because my the student that we were doing this for in this live 
demonstration is working with one of my friends who's a wholesaler there in Louisville because she's new and they're going to be doing this deal, maybe hopefully. But anyway, it was listed for $99,000 in a great part of Louisville. And the email said, would they accept something priced between sixty dollars to $70,000? The realtor came back. Yes, probably in the higher end. So here you go. Just sending an email. We had a, we found one property. It was listed for about a hundred grand. It was listed for 99,000. The seller, the realtor, said they would accept something in the $70,000. That's a 30% discount off the asking price with just sending an email. Are you kidding me? <laughs> What if I would have done like 70 to 80%? All right, so let me show you how I did that. And, and first of all, if you go in here, let me let me show you the cool thing about GMAS, what it does here. Let me give you another example. This one here, if they don't respond, GMAS will automatically send another email two days later saying, hey, just making sure you saw this. And then the realtor respond back and say, well, they'll consider something in this price range. Okay, so the cool thing about this is, guys, you look at this email. This is the original email that was sent right here. The cool thing about GMAS is it sends it from your Gmail. Now, it really helps to have a business email inside of your Gmail. I can't go into the details of how that's done. I don't even know what Gmail calls it anymore. It used to be called G Suite and then Google Apps. And I think it's now called Google Business. But you can get a domain of, you know, Billy Bob at We Buy Houses uh, Des Moines.com. Okay. But you need a business email because this works better when it's coming from a business email, not from a free email like Gmail. Does that make sense? All right. So then what you do is you, you connect and I'll show this to you here. It's so awesome because it actually really does work, but it sends the email. So not like a spam email. All right. So let me, let me show you one of my emails. Oh, actually, if you are on my email list, I unashamedly email you every single day. <laughs> Because I, I'm either teaching something, I'm giving some good content, or I'm selling something that's really valuable. And so like, this is an email I sent today. Hey, you don't need another course, which by the way, we're doing a new accountability program that starts next week. It's only $500. You get your money back. We're talking about the importance of, of making offers and doing this stuff, right? Um, go to fivesellersaday.com. I just got to talk about this because this is super important. If you go to fivesellersaday.com, I'll put this link in the chat group right now. Fivesellersaday.com. We're actually starting it next week. So if you're watching this later, it might be too late, but we're going to be holding, we're taking a small group of people. We're going to be holding you all accountable to a scorecard. We're going to be doing a coaching call on a Monday, accountability calls on Mondays and Thursdays. And we're going to be just, you, if you report on your numbers and you make at least three offers a day or 15 offers a week, we'll give you the $500 back. We're doing this for four weeks. The whole point of it is just to get you off your butt, get you out there making offers, even stupid offers. It's okay to make stupid offers. And you can document that you've actually made three offers a day or 15 offers a week. So you have seven days to make 15 offers. We'll give you the $500 back. It's just a way we are some of our best, most successful students have come from this coaching program. So anyway, if I sent you an email, if you're on my email list about this last couple of days. So here, if you scroll down the email, you see, I have links in here and right down here, you see this unsubscribe stuff. Okay. Anytime like a, a constant, contact, a MailChimp. The services that I use is called Infusionsoft. Anytime that we send somebody an email on a mass scale like that, it has to have this unsubscribe link at the bottom. And it has a bunch of other like tracking codes in here so we can tell who's opening the email and who's not. Now, that may be weird to some of you, but that's just kind of normal stuff. So when GMAS sends these emails, it doesn't have any of that stuff. It doesn't, they don't require people to opt in and it's okay to do because it's business to business. Realtors emails are public record and there's the law for spamming does not apply to a business to business situation like this.
All right, giving you some good comments and feedbacks in the chat. That's awesome. So when GMAS sends it, you're not going to get this stuff here. So it's way better deliverability. My open rates, my open rates are really low. Deliverability is really low on these because Gmail, if you if you have Gmail, it, they have different tabs up here: social tab, promotions tab, updates tab, things like that. Okay. So this doesn't have that anymore. Now, if I go here to all right, you're listing it. These are all the emails that we sent out and the replies that came back. So GMAS will send these emails through your Gmail and they will only send them at a little bit at a time. So it's not sending 30,000 emails at once. When Gmail, the Yahoo's, the Outlook's, the whoever has AOL anymore still, those emails, when providers, when they see the same email coming to 200 customers and like that, that's going to be more likely flagged to spam, go into one of the promotions tabs or something like that, okay? And they can tell that it's coming through a third party. What GMAS does is it sends the email directly from from your own Gmail account, which like quadruples the deliverability. All right, so go jomacall.com slash gmas. jomacall.com slash gmas. I'll put that in the um, chat. Good grief, I can't type. There it is. I just put it in the uh, chat. Can it send from Outlook? No, it only sends from Gmail. All right, so just get a business email through Gmail. And Gmas has all the instructions on how to do all of this, okay? Now, the cool thing is you can go in here and get reports. So I think you should see, I don't, uh, I might need to do a new screen share. Let me do a new screen share here. Okay. You should see this here. This goes me the report. I sent it to 51 recipients and I didn't have any, I didn't track opens and clicks. I didn't want to have any, I didn't want to have any trackable links in there. Okay. Randall is saying G Suites is now known as Google Workspace. See, about every year they change the name. So whatever. Here's the email I sent. Your The subject line was your listing ad address and city. Hi, agent name. I'm looking for a landlord. I just kind of told you that. And it's pulling this, these merge fields from that spreadsheet that I showed you. All right. Anyway, so here's the, the statistics on this. I sent 51 emails. I got 37 replies. Guys, 72% open rate? That's insane. I'm used to getting 10 to 15% open rates when I'm sending these uh, promotional emails and content emails to you guys. You can see the original email was sent February 21. It sent another email on the 21st. Or I'm not sure what that is. And then anybody who didn't open, oh, these are opens. Never mind. Those are opens. And so if, again, it knows if they responded or not. And if they didn't respond, it'll send more simple follow-up. And I'll show you that in a minute. So it's amazing these deliverability rates and open rates. Like this is insane. All right. And GMAS only costs 10, 12 bucks a month or something like that. So let's do back here to Dallas. All right, so we've got these list of properties. If I was doing this for cash deals, I might do zero to 150, but I'm doing nicer deals because I want to make a creative financing offer to them. And so, all right, now Redfin only lets you download about 350 of these at a time. So if you have more than 350, uh, you need to um, narrow down your criteria a little bit. So I have 157. I'm going to go down here to the bottom. I'm going to click download all. I'm going to share my screen a different way here. No, that's not it. Hold on here because I'm going to be opening this up in a spreadsheet. Okay, you should see this spreadsheet here. And all this spreadsheet gives you, and I need to zoom in, all this spreadsheet's gonna give you is the, the address of the property, the list price, okay? And uh, beds, baths, the neighborhood, square foot, year built, status, link, and the GPS coordinates in case that would you would need that or whatever. Yes, the VA can do this for you, William. All right, so anyway, I don't have any, I don't have the 
realtor's contact information in here. Even if I went into one of these listings like this one, I can't get the realtor's contact information. I just know it's Tina Murphy. How do you reach her? I don't know. Well, if you had access to the MLS, you might be able to get her email address and stuff, right? All right, so let me show you something really cool. If you go to PropStream and uh, log in, you need an account with PropStreamJoe.com. I'm going to type that in the chat here. PropStreamJoe.com, you get a free seven-day trial. I'm going to log into my PropStream account, hopefully. All right, so I have this spreadsheet right here, right? What I'm going to do here is I'm going to go to my properties and my prop stream. Now to do this, I think you need something called list automator. But when you try to do this, it'll if a pop-up comes up, hey, you need this thing called list automator, then get it. It's freaking amazing. All right. So I'm going to click right here, import list. Now I need to download a template. So I'm going to download their CSV template right here. I'm going to open it up. And what they want here is the, the address city state zip. All right. And so what I have here is that right here. So I'm going to take the address city state zip of this spreadsheet from Redfin. I'm going to go all the way down and I've got 157. I'm going to copy that, put it into this other spreadsheet here, right there. Now I'm just kind of juggling some things around here. So now this is a spreadsheet I'm going to import into PropString. That's all I need. I need the address city. I know it's hard to see. Zoom in a little bit more. Address, city, state, zip. I don't have the county. I don't need the county. I don't need whatever the FIPS is. And I don't need the APN number. All right. So now I'm just going to save this. I'm going to go into back to PropStream and I'm going to choose file and I'm going to choose the spreadsheet. I just put those addresses in and I'm going to upload it. I'm going to create it. I'm going to call it a new list. Let's call this DFW old listings. And this is for SID save. So what it's doing is it's uploaded, uploading those 157 properties. And then it's going to give me back. It's going to append to that spreadsheet, all this information on each property. I'm going to know the name, the owner's mailing address, the name of the owner, the owner's mailing address, the estimated equity of the property, the last time it sold and and the realtor's name, email, and phone number. Hopefully, we'll see. And if it doesn't, well, I just, I'm going to be embarrassed. So 157 processed, 141 were succeeded, 16 failed. The 16 failed means there were some bad addresses there. I could go in if I had the time and fix them. But all right, so here it is. I'm going to, here's the list. And if I go in, you can look and see in all of these. I see the name of the owner, the, the uh, mailing address of the owner. So guess what? This works. And I teach this in my lease options class. You can send a letter to the owner of these properties and maybe say, can't do that because he's a licensed agent. Maybe it's not a big deal. Just sometimes, you know, I send thousands of letters a month. Sometimes, sorry, just apologize. Okay. I'm not telling you should do, I'm not telling you what to do. Like if you're a licensed agent, I'm just telling you what you know that you can do and maybe get away with. <laughs> okay. Now here's the thing too. Props, you might get this question a lot. Sid, you're you're fine. You, you get a slap on the wrist. And you know what? Here, here's the other thing I do sometimes to protect me. I'll say, listen, I'm if your house is listed with an agent, please give this letter to your agent. Okay. Or you can say, if your house is listed with an agent, just disregard this or give this letter to your agent. That's what I like to say. And that's fine. All right. I, I get really annoyed at the rules that these realtors have that say, you know, you have to put in, like if you do a sign, you have to put all of this broker stuff and it has to be a 15 point font. You know, that's just, oh, it makes me so mad. I'm not looking for listings. I'm looking to buy a property by owner. So whatever. Now, let me show you something cool here. Of this 140 in here, 88 are free and clear. What? 88 of these properties that have been on the market over two months are free and clear. What if, oh, you hear are you picking up what I'm laying down here? What if you send an offer to the owners of those free and clear properties saying, I will pay you full price for your house if you would do owner financing? What? Yes, this is amazing. This is amazing. I love this. There's 25 deals that have low 
low equity, four that have negative equity, but they're listed for sale. What's going on here, right? So maybe they might be open to more of a lease option or a subject to. 106 have high equity, 11 of them are vacant. Oh, now look, if I keep on scrolling over here, guess what I see here now? I see the agent's phone number, the agent's email address, and the agent's name right here. Now, some of them, I meant to say this too, PropStream claims to have MLS data, but they kind of don't. What happens is they, and I may be wrong about this, but they scrape. I don't even know if this is true. This is my guess. They go out and they scrape this data and they update it about once a week. So you're going to find properties that are showing as failed or expired in PropStream, but are still active. Or they're, they show as sold, but they're active. They show as active, but they're sold. Do not trust the MLS status data on PropStream, but you can trust the agent's name and email address. I like that stuff. That's good. But whether it's contingent or active or failed or whatever, I just don't trust this because it shows, look at these, a lot of these are failed and contingent and yeah. So, but they were, they were shown as active on Redfin. Redfin pulls their data directly from the MLS. Okay. You can see right here, Redfin checked just now the source came from the NTREIS. I don't know what that stands for, but it sounds pretty official to me. You understand? So PropStream does not do this. PropStream just, I don't know. I've complained to them about it and they know it's an issue, but aha. So I'm getting some awesome comments here. Now, anyway, we've got this list here. We've got the MLS amount. That was one of the last actives sold or the active prices. But I don't care about any of that except because all we're doing now is we're sending an email to the realtor. Okay. I'm going to select all of them. There's 140 selected and I'm going to select export. Now I'm exporting this list into a spreadsheet. All right. Here's the spreadsheet. Oops. I know it's kind of big here. What I'm going to do, I'm just going to, I have to do this from a Google sheet. I have to do this from a Google sheet. So I'm just going to highlight everything. I'm going to copy it onto my clipboard. I'm going to go to my Gmail, uh, Google here and I'm going to um, just open a new sheet. I'm going to go to Google Drive, go to new Google Sheets. Now, let me, I, I need to rewind a little bit here. If you're using GMAS, here's the pricing. Go to, again, joemccall.com slash GMAS. You can get standard or premium. I recommend premium, $19.95 a month. Just try it out for a month because that allows you to do follow-ups and you can do sequences and stuff like that. Okay. Just try it for, and if you pay annually, it's less, you save some money doing that. Okay. So anyway, here's my Google Sheet. I'm going to paste that spreadsheet data in here. There it is. All right. Let me just make this a little prettier so you can see what I'm doing. Highlight everything and boom. All right. So now we have the property address, the city, all this good stuff. If I scroll all the way over to the right, I'm going to have something cool here. I have the agent's name, agent phone number, agent email. Now you could do a text campaign, but let's just do email. All right. Realtors are pretty good with checking their emails for the most part. All right. Here's the MLS amount. All right, cool. Now, sometimes what I'll do is I will, let me show you what I like to do sometimes. I'll go in here. I'm going to insert three columns and I'm going to split this column into separate columns by first name. Let me add a couple more columns in here. Because right, I, I want to send an email to Lori. I say, hey, dear Lori, or hey, Lori, or hey, Mary, hi, Joseph, instead of hi, Shelly Green, or hi, Joseph Alcudia, right? So all you do is you, you highlight that column, you go to data and you go right down here to split text to column. And it'll ask you how right here. What happened? Let me try it again. Uh, da, 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 data, text to columns. All right. You open up that little drop down and you do space. There you go. So just split up wherever there was a space. It kind of split it up. So what I'm going to do is just delete these extra columns that I did because it, it puts them into the columns, you know, if that makes sense. All right. So here's the spreadsheet. I have the address, the agent name, and email address. Now, what I'm going to do here is open my Gmail and I'm going to click on right here, this button. And you get that button. It's loading up here. You will get that button after
after you go into GMAS and you sign up and you, you click this button up here, add to Gmail, and it walks you through the steps and it's a thing you add on to Gmail. And here, then it says, pick, choose a Google sheet. I'm going to click the sheet that I was just working. It's untitled. Now uh, let's give it a title because I, I want to make sure you understand. Let's call this uh, BFW older listings for uh, uh, Sid. All right, now let's go back here, click on new campaign. It's waiting for Google Sheets to load. And there it is. There it is. Connect. They'll ask you to connect to the tab. You know, and I only have one tab. Connect to spreadsheet. Now, this is a little clunky the way this works, but it's it's awesome. Now, you get these little pop-ups here on the lower left, and these are important. It says, we've hidden the send button to prevent you from making a dastardly mistake. Want it back? Click the link below. All right. And so don't worry too much about that. Just close it. Now, what you're going to do is you're going to start typing in here, and you're going to be inserting fields from the spreadsheet. I'm going to show you what, what that means. All right. So let's do here. Your listing at, and we're going to do, we're going to do a, a spreadsheet field here, address. And when I do that, you can see the little message down here below. That personalization variable, brackets address, has been copied to your clipboard. Now you can paste it into your subject line. Paste. Okay. Your listing at address in city. And then I can click here, city. And it's been copied to my clipboard. Paste city. Okay. Now here's the body of the email. Oh, by the way, I can go up here. You want to choose who you're sending it from. I have a business email, Chamberlain-Holdings, okay? Now, Sid would have his own. It's coming from Joe McCall. So maybe I'll, I might send this from, uh, how about team? No, how about Joe and Sid? Now, how should I do this? I'm not going to worry about it. I'm just going to say it's from Joe. All right, so hi, I'm going to put the agent's name right here. Hi, agent name. Remember, it's the first name, right? I am an investor realtor with EXP. All right. One of them is EXP. Isn't the X capitalized? Okay. And I am looking for some rental. I'm looking for an investment property for myself in the area of your listing at, I'm just making the stuff up, address. Okay. And the key to this is you want it to be personalized. You don't want it to sound spammy or hypey, or you're trying to, you don't want to make it sound like you're trying to sell anything. Okay. I'm an investor. Realtor with the XP. And I'm looking for an investment property for myself in the area. No, around how about I'm looking for an investment property for myself around around your listing at address. Okay. You could say something like, let me think about this. If I can get your client their asking price, would they consider something like seller financing or now Sid, you might want to help me out here because this is Dallas, it's Texas, and I'm not sure, you know, because there's issues with lease options and stuff like that. Yeah, I I deleted their I'm just doing age. Somebody's asking about the agent name. This is the field I'm doing. So it's just the first name. Okay, Sid. So help me out here with this email is what's the right way to say, because some areas they're like, they're more open. They can do land contracts. It's more familiar seller financing, or if I can get a seller, if I can get your client, their asking price, would they consider something creative like seller financing or seller carryback? Okay. Let's do lease to buy seller financing or lease to buy. Thank you, Joe. I'm not a real, I'm not a real, Sid, um, I'm just going to leave it at that. Now I'm not putting, I'm not giving them a phone number to call, although you could, and I'd recommend that if I were to do this and I had more time, I would make that phone number like a um, REI simple phone number. So it goes into a campaign. All right, but that's it. Um, I'm an investor with the EX, I'm an investor slash realtor with EXP. I'm looking, and I'm looking for an investment property for myself around your, around um, in the neighbor, in the, around your listing, looking for myself in the area around your listing at address and see. If I can get your client their asking price, would they consider something creative like seller financing or lease to buy, or leasing to buy, or lease purchase? I, I like lease purchase better. 
And the reason why is it sounds more, it's not an option. It's like a serious, it's more purchase thing. Okay. Oh yeah. Sid's phone number's on there. Let me put Sid's phone number right here. 214213. I hope we don't mind everybody seeing this. Let me just put your, uh, put your last name on there too. Is that all right, Sid? Sid Dean? If they ask you anything like, well, who's Joe McCall? Just say, you know, I'm sorry. That's my assistant. He was sending the email for me. Okay, good. All right. Now we're going to go right here to this drop down, and there is some auto follow-up here. That's amazing. You can have it track opens and clicks. I don't like doing that because that adds in code to the email that might trigger flags and, or spam. So we don't want to do that. All right. Here's stage one. If no reply after two days, send another email. Hey, just making sure you saw this. If no reply after five days, I've reached out a couple of times, but I haven't heard back. I'd appreciate response to my email below. You can change that up. You can even do another follow-up eight days later. Hey, I'm sure you're busy, but if you could respond to my email below, I can cross this, cross this off my list. Oh, look at this. You can change the schedule. You can send it now. You can skip weekends. You can send have it send a maximum number of emails per day. You can have it pause a few seconds in between emails. I'm going to go ahead and do that just because it's not a big deal. And then let's do 10 to 60 seconds. That just makes it look less like spam. Does it make sense? Cool. And then advance is just, you can send this. Oh, this is amazing. You can send it as a new message or you can send it as a reply, which I don't recommend. I've always just done it new messages. You can verify emails before sending if you want. I don't know what that does. Oh, it says here with verify on, we will attempt to make sure each email address is valid before we send it. If the val address isn't valid, we'll skip it. I've never done that, but yeah, maybe it's not a bad idea, but I'm not going to do it because it's worked so well before. I don't know. I don't want to change anything. Um, and oh, you can do a new reply to address if you want, and you can give this campaign a friendly name, Sid, DFW, older. This is just for your internal reporting and stuff like that. Cool. So yeah, so it's sending this message. Let's do every five to 10 seconds between emails. It's doing some automated follow-up if they don't respond. Now, how do they know whether they respond or not? Well, because it's done in your Gmail, they can see if they've responded or not. Cool. Oh, and you can send a test email. I'm not going to do a test email, but you can if you want. You can do templates if you've done emails in the past, which is pretty cool. And that's it. Now you'll notice the normal send button is not here. You don't want to click that send button. You want to click the GMAS button. All right, just like that. Are you sure? Send it. Please wait for GMAS, it says. And there it is. You did it. You scheduled your campaign. Woo, just like that. And I have, I have, I have, I have two minutes left. So simple as that, guys. You can do this for a lot of different things. Like, like if you skip trace a bunch of buyers, that you know have bought properties recently that are not LLCs. You skip trace them, you get a bunch of emails. You could send these kinds of emails through GMAS, but the deliverability, 75% deliverability rate. I mean, if you know anything about e email marketing, that's insane. That's really, really good. I have friends that do this. When they get a property under contract and they're selling it, they will buy a list of all of the agents in that city and use something like GMAS to send an email out to all of them. Now it'll space it out. It'll send maybe just a couple hundred a day, but um, it'll send emails to all of the agents saying, hey, I got this investment property I'm trying to sell. Uh, just add whatever you want for commissions on top of that. Cool. All right. So, hey, guys, just one more time because I have just a couple minutes. Some of you are asking questions here. Can, how do I get my VAs to train them on this stuff? Have them watch this video. Have the VAs watch any, if you have any of my classes, you know, have the VAs watch these training videos here. And the replays for this, this is our coaching call here. They will be in the membership site and in the private Facebook group. If you remind me next week on the, or next time you do a coaching call in two weeks or whatever, I will let you know the results. All right, guys, what's going on? I just wanted to give you an update on this. So 
It's been about two hours, I'm looking at my clock here, since I sent these emails, and I just wanna show you some of the results. It's been about two hours, let's just say that, okay? And so I'm going to show you some cool things here. If you look at my screen, I'm gonna go into this reports here. I sent this to 113 recipients. And uh, this was what the email looked like. I think you already saw this. You're listing at address. Hi, agent name. I'm an investor realtor with EXP. I'm doing this for Sid. I'm looking for an investment property for myself in the area around your listing at address and city. If I can get your client their asking price, would they consider something creative like seller financing or lease purchase? Thank you, Sid. Phone number. All right. And uh, so if you look at the numbers, the stats here. It's been two hours. I have a 26.5% open rate, which is really, really good. And I got 30 replies. So an open, it's, it's a reply. <clears throat> the last campaign I did, I had a 72% um, open rate or response rate. So 30 is really, really good. Now of the 30, how many do you think have been semi-positive responses. I have them here and I've just been forwarding them to Sid. And I did some screenshots here because I'm just trying to protect the, you know, this might be turning into a deal. I don't want anybody maybe stealing this. So I've got one, two, three, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten of the 30. Now, these, some of these are better responses than others. I just want to show you kind of some of what these responses look like. This one, uh, yes, possibly. Let me know. All right. This one, I'm not sure I can ask. I am not certain they would be able to do that. I have several showings since we dropped the price, but it's an opening, right? Not sure. Most realtors are like, no, forget it. This is an opening. I'm not sure I can ask. This one, hello, Joe. Yes, that's possible. The seller is in a position to consider something like that. Let me know what you're thinking in that regard. This one, uh, she's moving to the West Coast, so I doubt it, but give me terms and I will ask. That's an opening. That's kind of maybe not as good as something like this, possibly. They said here they just need to see an offer in writing to consider. Thank you. This one here, I think they would consider both of these. Can you send over a sample contract one of your buyers would use? Thanks. Cool. Now, interesting, he thought person sending, sending this was doing it as a realtor for a client. The cool thing about being a realtor or having a realtor send these for you is that it opens up some more doors that you might not get otherwise, right? This one said, we have seller financing available. Bam. This one, hello, we have an offer at this time. How, although I'm not sure if it's going to work out. Um, that sounds pretty skeptical to me. If not, I will definitely let you know. So what do you do as an investor? Well, you call that agent back. You reply to them, get them on the phone and talk to them, right? I think I got one more here. Uh, maybe, what might that look like? How cool is that? Oh, and this one, I think this might be the last one. Uh, yes, this is something I think the seller would consider. How much would your down payment be? Now on some of these deals, what what if you offered 50% down, give them their full asking price, 50% down if they agreed to subordinate your private investor's loan in second position. So in other words, let's just round numbers. It's worth a hundred grand. I'll give you a hundred grand for it and I'll put 50% down but I'm gonna put a private investor and so you need to be in second position. Now, maybe your realtor may not like that, but give the seller some options. You can say, all right, I'll do seller financing. I'll offer you 80 and you can stay in first position or I'll offer you a hundred with 50 grand down and you have to be in second position. So there's different ways you can set these up, uh, but you're gonna need to get a private investor. And when you've got a sweet smoking hot deal like some of these are, it's easy to find private investors. If, the, if you have a good deal, the private money will come. You gotta tell yourself that. And the other thing I'll say is this, these are such good deals. If you get them on good terms, like really low interest or no interest, you can get a private investor and your 
your if there may maybe is not enough equity yet, your agreement with them could be, listen, I'll pay you back in you know one year, two or three years, whatever. But if I don't, you can just take over my position and take over this property, and the cash flow will be good enough, and the terms will be good enough that that is a great deal. In fact, maybe the best thing that can happen to that private investor is if you stop paying them, then they can take over this property and they can get the cash flow, which will be a bigger, greater return on their investment on that. So I don't want to get too deep in the details on this, but these are great opportunities if you know how to do creative deals. Okay. Um, do I have another one here? No, I think that was my last one. So I hope that you get some value out of this. I hope you can actually take it and start using it. And uh, if you want some more help getting this stuff set up, uh, go to coachjoe.net, coachjoe.net to get uh, fill out a coaching application and we can get on the phone and talk. We'll see you guys. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.